All right, we got ready for Bible study here, Royalty Ministries. Um, this is going to be this, this, Alana, your brother, he, he, he be having some tough Bible study questions. Amen. <laughs> where, where is Darren? I, I got to holler at him. He be making, he be giving me a headache with some of these. He's be, woo, Jesus. I don't know. I sent him the link. He's at work, so. I think okay. he, he, hey, I'm, he. I'm sure he'll on, get on. Yeah, he'd be on Bible study during work. So, be having some tough questions. I, I, where are you getting these from? <laughs> these is hard. So we go go ahead and get started. What's, uh, uh, um, Alana? What's our first one? The first one is when should uh, when should you remember thy creator and why is it important to do so? I have here Ecclesiastes 12, 1 through 14. We should remember your creator when you are young. He has given talents and gifts that demolish with age. Amen. 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 That's what I got. got this. We got all these uh, strong women of God on here. Do you, do you, Auntie, Mama, Sister Pat, we got someone come go on detail. That's that's because that's that's the correct answer. But but what does that mean? Why? Who was that? I believe Solomon wrote that. What does that mean? Sister Pat, when you hear that, what do you think about? Well, I kind of read a little further something else. It says, before the days of your trouble comes, you if you. If you're taking your children to church, to Sunday school, and then when they get in their teens, the youth groups and everything. So I feel that when they get in their early 20s, when trouble comes, he said, remember those, remember the days your parents took you and, and trained you up in the way they should go. Because it says, uh, before the days of trouble approaches you. When you would say, uh, I find no, pre no pleasure in like, my life right now. You won't go there because you remember that uh, you was taught the word of God, and and you hopefully you remember some of those scriptures or some of those Bible stories that get you through to the through the day through the valleys. That's my take on it. It's why why we should you know train the children the way they should go. Train the children. I I I agree that um, that that that's that's very important. Um, as far as um, with with our youth, anyone else? All right, I guess it's on me then. Um, uh, Alice uh, Lana had it. Ecclesiastes twelve and one, and so that's that's the scripture. Um, our younger years are full of danger. When you young, you don't listen to anybody. When you young, the devil is trying to devour you more. When you young, you really need wisdom and discernment because you think you know it all, but you really don't know anything. Mm -hmm. Our lives, when we young, are a walking minefield, right? Remember, 
remember the, the things when you were young, the minefields that you stepped on when you were young and blew up in your face. Amen. Everybody should have said amen on that. <laughs> some of us, some of us had children too young. Some of us got amen. in bad relationships young. Some of us went to jail young some of us have okay some of us has got addictions young there's a lot of minefields we walk on when we are young okay and being young means we have to deal with a lot of challenges we deal with hormones and peer pressure alcohol drugs sex and just so on and so forth so uh um being young having a relationship with God when you're young can help you and deter you and lead you away from certain things, away from the minefields that the devil has placed in front of you. Mm -hmm. And then it's also important to get to know God when you're young, because when you old, you think you know everything. It's hard to teach an old dog new tricks. Mm -hmm. but when, when we wait to start our relationship with God delay makes obedience harder you get old you don't want to do those hold on I got to do what when you older your patience is bad your mouth already filthy you already bitter you already mean you, you know what when you get older and try to fix that get that relationship with God God got a lot of work to do because you already stuck in your ways Amen. I agree with that. That's why it's that's why it's hard for these old church people now to change. Because <laughs> they say we've been doing it for this way. And God says, no, I'm gonna do it this way. See, when you get older, it, it, boy, it's hard for you to change. The text tells us uh, what it says of the evil days that uh that follow the days of the youth, and evil has power to harden the heart. So those that were once tender and moldable become set and resistant even to the gospel as they get older. So because you are old now, it, God got some work to try to mold you because when you were younger, you were easily able to be mold. He could give you new habits. You were, you were uh, uh, um, more more open-minded now that you didn't got old and all stuffy and all stuck in your ways and habits it's hard for you to think be open-minded and think a certain way and so on and so forth amen yes but God. very difficult very 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 difficult i mean think about it now as whatever age you are there there's some things that you are not applicable to something there there's some changes that you ain't willing to do <laughs> there's some things that god has still been working on you with because you didn't got old and stuck in that habit so as he says the scripture says it's easier when you're younger 
He said, your, your heart is softer. You, 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 you're easier to work with. You're, 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 you're more open-minded to change and, and see that. And again, perfect example, you're, you're, the church is dying because the church is full of old and unchanging, unwilling to change my, and, and, and not open-minded. You know, we're going to do it this way. Uh, I had a, a lady come to me Sunday after service, to, you know, try to talk to me about how you know this and that and that and I'm sitting here listening I said baby that's old you know God does a new thing okay you got to be open to change you got to be open to 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 open-minded to what God is doing and so the scripture in Ecclesiastes said is it's easier for God to get you uh, uh, uh where he needs you to be when you younger because you're more open to change you're more open to 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 do things differently Plain and simple. That's all it is. And when you're younger, he said, you need my wisdom. You need my hand. You need my guidance because the devil is trying to tear you down and beat you down and break you down. The devil's trying to get you now so he can say, I, that's another one I got off my list. Hmm. So, again, that's not to say when you're old, God can't change you. He can't. He can't. He's just saying, he just saying, I'm having a little more work. Because <laughs> you stubborn. <laughs> you thick-headed. You, 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 you stuck in your way. He said, I, I'm gonna have a little more work. So he said, if I can get you when you're younger, I don't gotta work as high. What's what's number two, uh Alana? Uh number two is what is meaning of the valley of dry bones in the Bible? I have here the restoration of God's people. I like that. Anyone else? I found Ezekiel 37, 1 through 14, which that has always been one of my um, my weapons against the enemy. And, uh, the way it was is uh, it, it, it was it was God announcing through the prophet that Israel will be restored. To her land, God kind of transported, you know, seeking a vision or whatever to a valley, and the valley was full of dry bones, which was uh, the people, dry bones. And uh, he told the he told the he told the prophet, he said, "Can these bones live? Can these people? Can they? and that's just like us, like you just said, we we old, we doing this, and I can these bones live?" And he said, "Well, you only you, you only know that God." He said, yes, indeed, but we have to speak to those dry bones. That means to, to speak life in the people, speak, like we you know, speak joy, peace, speak to these dry bones, and, and they will live. And that's what I like about it because I see people out in the street, and I don't always run up to everybody, but I said, Lord, that young lady, so-and-so, and I'm speaking into her atmosphere, whether she here or not, I'm speaking it to them, and I trust and believe God to, to just zoom the spirit to hit that person and, and Turn them around. You know, all we all we are required to do is either plant a seed or water a seed, because God's going to take care of them. If we're not speaking to these people that are down and out and broken and wounded and towed down, beat down, who will? Because the power of life and death is within our tongues. You know, speak to your sisters. You know, you don't have to always lay hands. You don't always got to speak your tongue. You can just speak. You know, you're going to have a good day today. That's telling that dry bone. Then the Lord knows what that dry bone. What everybody's going through something 
So just, you know, we get prayed up, and I don't say run them down and everything. You ain't even got to lay hands on nobody. You can speak to that person because you're speaking from spirit to spirit. And as the story goes, the prophet, he started speaking to the, the dry bones, and the, the, the that one old song, the dry bone, the hip bone connected to, you know, the thigh bone, all this stuff, and then the, seat, the, the bones and muscles, and those people that he spoke to, the Bible says that they rose up and they was they had they became a great army. You know, they came back alive to me. Spiritual, maybe. I mean, it's a metaphor, it's a story. We don't know how it all happened. But I read it in the word and I feel I feel within myself when I pray for somebody, when I minister, you know, in the spirit, when I think about somebody and go to my closet and pray for him, God hears me. And he honors that. I'm speaking to dry bones. There's somebody that's down and wounded and tore up. And there's a lot of my, I'm still working on my own stuff, speaking to my own dry bones in my own life, things that I feel that uh, the Lord wants me to, um, you know, do better, live better, act better, however you want to say it. And that's the story of the Valley of the Dry Bones, Ezekiel 37, 1 through 14. It's beautiful. Because they did come back to life and they became a great army. Preach. Preach. I like that. Hey, you're right, right. Amen. <laughs> That's right, brother. There. Amen. Anybody else? What, 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 what is your interpretation of the dry bones? Put me to work again, you colored folk. Dry bones—the <laughs> story of the dry bone. Sister Pat summed it up perfectly. Uh, um, again, the vision took place while Israel was in Babylon, held captive. Uh, uh, God, through this vision, is addressing the spiritual condition of people. Mm -hmm. A lot of us are alive but dead on the inside. Amen. Let that sink in. <laughs> okay. Amen. All right. He says the Israelites were at the very moment crying out to God because they were feeling dead on the inside. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's why the suicide rate is up. And that's why people are depressed and, 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 and have anxiety and overwhelm and, and, and all of this. Because what, what, what we need to survive, what we need to, 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 to live, a lot of us do not have connected with us anymore. So Israel was crying out because what they needed, what they were missing, and they, man, I feel like something is missing. We help us, God. They were missing God. And without God, that's the missing piece to your, uh, uh, your spirit. You need him. You cannot not have a relationship with him and think you just going to be living successful. You, I mean, you, I mean, look at here. You, what's that brother name? That brother Twitch. He just killed his son. You know how many rich folks or people who you see smiling and happy or the people you think uh, uh, you want their life and yet they're killing themselves and you don't understand why because it's not about the big house or the fancy cars or the nice shoes and the good wigs. It's about do you have God? Amen. That's the that yo your spirit needs that connection. Amen. And without that connection, huh, that spirit man dies. Right. 
day. Oh, yeah. So people can feel like life is hopeless and, and like they have no means for changing their situation. And that's what the people of Israel felt like. And that's what so many people feel like today. There's a lot of people who feel hopeless today. They feel hopeless. They feel like there's no changing of their situation. And again, that, that's why that young man killed himself. He, he worked with Ellen. He was a great dancer. He won Dancing with the Stars, one of the best black dancers out there. The white folks loved him. He had it all. But at the end, what he was, he his situation in his mind was hopeless. And when you feel hopeless and you feel like nothing don't change people take their lives mm -hmm. yes see the vision is about restoration about being mm -hmm. restored so mm -hmm. god is not avoiding talking about their sin instead he's choosing to focus on renewal he says that he will not only give them a new life through the work of his spirit but he will bring them back to the land of israel so what god is saying in this in this story is i will renew i will restore i will bring you back to where you were Everything Amen. that you lost, everything that was taken away from you, everything that was destroyed, all those things, I will restore and renew all of that. Not only the material, he said, he said, I'm going to restore and renew your inside. Amen. Thank you. Some of y'all used to, some of y'all, when y'all was younger, y'all used to be happy. You miserable as hell now. Some of y'all used to be uh, just full of energy. You all just exhausted now, depressed all the time, negative all the time. And so what God is saying is, I will give you back that, that, that kid that was always excited and saw the good and everything before life beat him down. I'll bring that person back. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Some of y'all don't got trust issues. Some of y'all have mm -hmm. trust issues because you've been used and abused and taken advantage of when you were younger well, or you had a certain point in your life. You had faith. You had trust. And now that's all dead. It ain't in there no more. So what God is saying is I will bring that spirit back. Thank you, God. All my people who used to be positive. You are, I mean, you were full of positivity. You just, man, you just, whoa, everything is going to work out in my favor. And then life hit, and all now you just full of negativity, whining and complaining. God mm -hmm. said, I will bring that person that was full of positivity. I will bring that person back. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. That's what he's saying. He said, I can, he said, he said, yeah, I'll bring the car back. I'll bring the house back. I'll make you healthy. But more important, that spirit that was dead, I'm going to bring that back. Amen. That was good. Some of y'all used to praise God every day. You be in your house cleaning on Saturday, listening to gospel music, telling God, thank you. I love you. Y'all, thank you. Now, you don't even turn it on no more. Now, you just, you, you, you ain't even praising. You don't even shout. You don't even clap. You don't even scream because you didn't, the world didn't wore you down, beat you down. God said, I will bring that spirit back. The spirit that used to praise for me. The spirit that used to call and scream out my name. I'll bring that spirit back. Amen. Preach. Preaching now. You preaching. Some of y'all used Sunday. to pray every night. Oh, 
always on your knees. Our Father, which art in heaven. Now you don't even pray no more. You don't, you didn't lost your faith. You don't even believe God can. You don't even believe God hears you. God said, I'll bring that spirit back. The spirit that has the faith in me, the spirit that believed that I can move those mountains, I'll bring that spirit back. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank Amen. you, Jesus. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you want yeah. the some of y'all need the old you because the new you is dead. Come on now. You done got old and stubborn and, and angry and mean and funky and just just no. Nah. He said, he said, I'll bring that new, I'll bring that new, I'll bring that old person back. The old person that used to smile when someone said good morning instead of what's so good about it. I'll bring that old person back that used to be excited when their eyes touched the ceiling and their feet hit the floor. Mm -hmm. Amen. Good word, Pastor. Yes. Yeah, some of us, some of us, some of us didn't let the world, the, the world has killed us on the inside. We not, we mm -hmm. not who we used to be. Mm -hmm. We got, we, our, our, our husbands, you not, you, you not who your wife married. You were just a whole, a whole beat up mean man. Where, where's the man that she fell in love with? God said, I'll bring wow. him back. Some of our wives, you ain't, yeah, he, 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 he's trying to figure out, are you Freddie or Janet Jackson? Cause you, you, you're not the woman I fell in love with. I didn't, you're not the woman I put that ring on her finger. Where's the woman I fell in love with? God said, I'll bring that woman back. Amen. That was good. The children, you ain't the kids your parents raised. You mean, you an a-hole. You don't call no more. You don't check on them. You selfish. When you were younger, you were kinder. You had more respect. You had love. He said, I'll bring that child back. Amen. That's all he's saying. He's saying, I, I, I can, I can bring back, I can bring back the old you. I can renew and restore your old spirit because your new spirit is dead. Amen. Yeah. He said, I got, I'll, I'll fix it. I'll, 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 I'll give it an engine transmission. I'm going to change it. I'm going to make it better. I'm going to, I'm going to bring it back. So he says, uh, this is an important concept because Again, after that, uh, 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 they were the people in Israel, they were exiled. So mm -hmm. like Ezekiel, many of the Israelites have been carted off and have been living for years in foreign lands. So now God promises not to delay with their spiritual death, but he also gives them once again a physical home. So uh, ask yourself, have you ever felt cut off, dried up, or even hopeless? Because if you have, yeah. this scripture is for you. So God get so what God is saying is he said I give new life to the lifeless. Mm. So if your marriage is lifeless, God will give it new life. Mm. Your finances is lifeless, he'll give it new life. Your spirit, your mindset, he'll give it new life. See, that's the beauty of God. When God speaks, things happen. Now Think about this. He got Ezekiel preaching mm -hmm. the dry bones. Some of y'all wouldn't, if God told you right now to go speak to some dry bones, you would walk past the bones because you would say, this is pointless. 
This don't make no sense. This is a waste of time. A skeleton just is not going to listen. But we sometimes forget the incredible vital power of God's mm -hmm. word. If God can speak matter into existence mm -hmm. with just one word, if he can make a man out of clay and a woman out of a rib, then it stands to reason that he also can cause the spiritually dead to hear. Amen. Wow. Amen. So. Amen. Stop. Don't stop praying for your grandchildren or your children because he can make the spiritually dead here. Yeah, they mean they evil. They rude. They spirit ain't good. You don't want them in the house. You don't even believe they your children or grandchildren. This can't be my blood. Don't don't stop praying for them because he can God can make the spiritually dead here. Amen. <clears throat> You got some family members you need to keep praying. I got some cousins that I ain't giving up on. I'm going to keep praying for them because I know there's power in God's word. Amen. 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 Don't give up. Don't just say, oh, no, it's over. These Negroes just going to be like this. For no, there's power in that word. So don't lose hope, especially those of you who are praying for their loved ones, praying for change in their family, friends, their children, cousins, their grandchildren, their marriage, their husband, their wives. Don't give up because there's power in the name of Jesus and there's power in God's word. Amen. That was good. Got Amen. me sweating hot. Lord, help mercy. So you can preach to dry bones and see results. God's word mm -hmm. is so potent and so powerful that it infuses new life into what appears dead. So again, you Amen. got your, 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 your marriage may appear dead, but the word of God can give it new life. Now y'all back in love again. It's like love at first sight. We ain't, we, we've been married for 30 years. We didn't got dried up like dry bones. We need something new. We need to be renewed. The word of God can do that. The word of God can continue to speak the word of God over your children and grandchildren. Amen. The Bible says in the end days, it's going to be mothers against daughters and fathers against sons. So you need mm -hmm. to keep preaching over your kids and grandkids Amen. because God can make the spiritually dead alive again. Alive. He can change Amen. their spirit, change their mindset. He can change the way they think and the way they walk and the way they talk because there's power mm -hmm. in God's word. Yes, it is. Amen. Amen. Now that now again, that don't mean you invite them over for coffee. You just speak from mm -hmm. a distance in the name That's of right. Jesus. Mm -hmm. So again, maybe your marriage are is dry and barren. Some of us have bank accounts that are like dry bones. Other of us have health problems. <laughs> Whatever the issue is, God can send <clears throat> new life to your dry bone situations. So what may appear hopeless and dead to you and me is filled with possibilities for God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank yes. You, yes. Simple as that. Yeah. No, I can't fix my I can't fix my dry situation, but my father can. Mm -hmm. Speak God new life can. into this guy. Mm -hmm. Speak new life into this. Some of y'all didn't got hopeless and then gave up health wise. Oh, I'm always gonna be sick. I'm always gonna be in this wheelchair. <laughs> no, not with the word, not with the power in the word of God. Amen. Speak. Speak it. Speak it. Can these dry bones live? Yes, they can. In the name yes, of Jesus. Can. 
Yes, they can. So can your grandchildren change? Can your children change? Yes, they can in the name of Jesus. Can your marriage get right? Yes, it can in the name of Jesus. Can your body be healed? Yes, it can in the name of Jesus. There's power in the word of God. Alana, what's number three, baby? Uh, what shouldn't you worry about according to God's word? Um, I have here, do not worry about anything, but in everything mm-hmm. be in prayer. Mm-hmm. I have, this because this goes with everything. Um, I have Matthew 6 and 34. Let me, yeah. let me see what y'all say. What I have too. That was you guys. Let me, let me hear y'all say time. amen. Mm-hmm. I have Amen. Go ahead. Go ahead, somebody. I got first John uh two and fifteen. Mm-hmm. Um let's see what a minute. Oh never mind. Uh it, I got I got Matthew six and thirty-four. I'm sorry. I was oh, looking at the next question. Sorry. Cool. Don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will take care of itself. Mm, 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 mm. Dang. Who already worried about Friday? Some of y'all worried about Saturday already, ain't you? Sunday. Some of y'all already on next week. Some of y'all already worried about how the rent going to get paid in January. He said, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow mm-hmm. will take care of itself. He said, the, the, the scripture says each day has enough trouble of his own. And we mm-hmm. may not be able to stop the trouble in the world, the trouble in our eyes. But one thing we do not have to do is worry about it. Can anyone tell me why? That's where your faith come in at. Uh, faith without works is dead. Preach. Amen. Right and simple. Faith without works is dead. We worry about tomorrow all all the time. Even when we wake up, we already worried about tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow I got to go do this. Oh, I got to make sure I go do this. Oh, I got to make sure I take care of that. No. Life gives us so many reasons to worry. We worry about our family, friends, our finances, our health, and our society. Worrying about the future can consume our thoughts and bring us unrest. But the remedy for worry is not to take two aspirin and call the doctor in the morning. The remedy is to confront worry and anxiety with seeking God. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. Seek him. Seek. Seek God. Have you sought God this week? He says, seek and you shall find. Knock in the door, sure. Seek him. Worrying is a rocking chair. You making a lot of noise, but you ain't going nowhere. And at some point, for all my warriors that worry too much, you're going you to knock the rock off the rocking chair. <laughs> it won't be able to rock no more. It's just going to be a chair. See, we put God first and we move from worry to faith. That's how you get. You got to put God. He said, if you seek me, I will add all things unto you. Amen. Seek me. Come, come, come get me. Come find me. 
and I will take care of everything. Seek me. Yeah, yes, that, that's one of the hardest. Oh, that's one of the hardest scriptures. Don't worry about tomorrow. Oh, that's hard. But that's why you got to constantly put your mind on God. He said, focus on the things above. Look to the hill from which cometh your help. Everything he tells us in the Bible is all about looking up and looking at him. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Focus on God. Amen. So don't worry about tomorrow. There's very little you can do about tomorrow anyway. What can you do about tomorrow? Anybody? What you going to do about Friday? Friday ain't here yet. What you going to do? You going to have the sun come up early? You going to put the moon down? What you going to do about tomorrow? Nothing. Nothing. Focus instead of today in, the, in those things you have control over. You know what you got control over? You got control over your attitude and your spirit. Amen. Amen. That's what you got control over. That's, it. That's what you need to be focused on. I can't focus on Friday, but I can focus on how I live today. That's Amen. what you can focus on. How are you going to live today? Because guess what? Tomorrow ain't promised anyway. This may be your last birthday today. Your candle might get blown out tonight. So you might as well do everything you can to live for the kingdom of God today. Don't get scared. I just told you the truth. Tomorrow ain't promised for none of us. Me, (laughs) you, you, you. Number 45, come on up. Number 90, come on up. Number 100, come on up. So let me focus on today. Let me make sure my light is shining today. Let me make sure that I'm showing love and grace, that the same love and grace God has shown me today. Let me make sure that I'm walking in faith today. Amen. Amen. I can't do nothing about tomorrow. I don't even know. Each day has its own personality. Hell, I don't even know what tomorrow going to bring. Right. So... Focus on the present. So why should we not worry? Because guess what? God sustains your life. Who sustains you? God sustains you. That's why you don't worry. And if God sustains your life, he will provide what is necessary to your life. In verse 25, it says, therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat, what you shall drink or about your body or what you will put on. Is life not more than food and the body more than clothing? Man. Mm-mm-mm. Wow. Mm-mm-mm-mm. And then recognize this, y'all. He purchased you and redeemed you. You've been bought with a price. You don't even belong to yourself. And if God has redeemed your life, which is greater, then would he not take care of the things that sustain you physically? Yep. Okay. There you go. He bought you. Thank you, you, Maisha. You got a purpose. You got a purpose. So he, is it an argument that has no You can't refute that. If God has gone to great lengths to buy you, not just your soul, but your body, won't he clothe you and feed your body? Amen. Simple. He gave his only begotten son for you. You got some people in your life who won't even call and wish you happy birthday, but God gave his son for you. Mm -hmm. 
You got some people in your life talking about you right now. That's why your ear is burning. But God gave his son for you. That's how important you are to God. You may not be important to everybody else. No, but a lot of people don't give a John call that damn about you. But your father, which out heaven does. Thank you, Jesus. So think for a moment. Are you a believer? Do you know you've been bought with the lamb of God? And if you do know that, then you have no reason to worry. If God will give the blood of his son to purchase you lock, stock, and barrel, then he will take care of what it needs to sustain your life. Mm, 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 mm. We often think we sustain. Here's the problem. You think that you sustain yourself. You think because you went to work and that check is in your name. That is you that's doing all the work when you ain't doing nothing. Because when you were sick, you couldn't get out that bed. How come you couldn't take care of things then? The bill still got paid then. The light still was on then. The water was still running then. See, no, you don't sustain you. God gives you the strength to go to work. God gives you the knowledge and the wisdom to get that degree. God makes sure you make it home and the work safe and sound. Amen. See, we've, we've made it this far because of, we think, because of our wit. Do you hear what you're thinking and the madness of your reading? Your wit and strength and abilities have been given to you by God. Amen. He Amen. sustains you. Sister Patty made it 70-something years because she nimble on her feet and she lucky and just by chance, God has sustained Sister Pat for 70 years. There's some days she didn't want to get up. There's some days she couldn't get up. There's some days she was in danger and God brought her through, brought her out and she's still here today because God has sustained her. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Amen. All them seizures. I, I had three seizures last week. I didn't get up because Jamal, I, I may think I'm Superman, but I'm not super nothing without the glory and the strength of God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I had a seizure in the middle of a funeral. <laughs> Saturday. Got up front Sunday and preached the word. Not because of my strength, but because who sustains me. Amen. 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 Thank you, God. Amen. So he had he not sustained us, you would have heard your life was over on the other side of heaven. The fact is your life from beginning to end is sustained by God. So I guess my question to you tonight is why do you worry? Good. Why do you worry? God sustains you. I'm a living testimony. Okay, that's the, yeah, that was three seizures last week. Yes. Still got up, mm -hmm. still went to work, still studied, still did this, still was a father, husband, did all that on the prayer line, Bible study, health and wellness, did all of that. Not because I eat right, not because I had a, a Red Bull, not because I had some Jim Bean. It's because God sustains me throughout the week. Amen. Amen. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Yes. God sustains you. Yes. Amen. Yeah. You didn't get COVID just because your mask was so good and you had the best hand sanitizer because God sustains you. Amen. Amen. Shoot. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> I don't care how much you work out. I don't care how much you can lift without God sustaining you. You wouldn't be able to do any of the things that you do. Amen. Nothing. Amen. 
Nothing. What's number four? Uh, Hold on, Lana. What's the fourth one, Alana? If you love the world and the love of the Father in you. I have here John 2, 15. If anyone loves the world, the world of the Father is not in him. Amen, sister. Maisha, oh, what did you have? You had the same thing? Um, don't love the world or anything in it. Um, and the more of you love the world, there's no room for God. There's no room for, like, all his, like, promises. There's no room. It's like a cup. You know, it's like if you fill it with ice, Amen. you're not going to get that much soda. So you need to dump out some of that flesh Preach. and take off some of those oh, layers <laughs> so you can have more of God, less flesh. Amen. I like it. Pastor Maisha. Oh, girl. I loved it. I got to get your robe. Where your robe at? I'm going to get, well, hold on. We don't preach for robes. It get too hot. <laughs> I'm going to have you come up Sunday. Preach. She's been on. She's been preaching. Oh, uh, here we go. How can we sum this up? Look here. If you still praying for cars, sexy men, big houses, and more money, you are you in love with the world. Mm -hmm. Because we supposed to be praying for peace, joy, salvation. Come on. Grace, favor. That's what we 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 spend a lot of time on our knees praying for the wrong things because we are in love with the world. He says. We're supposed to be praying for things for the kingdom of God. Amen. A Amen. new car don't do nothing for the kingdom of God. But if Auntie Sheila has peace that passes understanding, that's for the kingdom of God. Because remember, remember the scripture ahead of us, but we did, we just did two scriptures before us. He said, if you seek me, I will add on to everything unto you. So he will provide you with the things of the world if you first become in love with him. Amen. <clears throat> so, your, so how you know you're in love with God is your prayer change. I pray for wisdom and discernment every night. Amen. I, that's what I pray for. I pray for peace and I pray for joy. Because you can, again... Mm -hmm. That young man, that young black man that just shot himself in the head. He had the nice house and the nice car. But you know what he didn't have? He didn't have peace and he didn't have joy. And without that, he took his life. Amen. And that's sad. That's sad. That's sad. But that's, that's that the people of God know. I can have all those fancy things. But if I don't have the things that only God can provide, I'm in trouble. Sure. Thank you for the. Uh, hey, I'm, I'm glad I got this car. But if I have, if I don't have the peace, woo, gotta have, gotta change what you've been praying for. Fall in love with God. Fall in love with God. God don't want to be your side chick. God don't want to be your side piece. God want to be your number one boo. Fall in love with God. And when you fall in love with God, then the desires of your hearts will change. And when the desire of your heart change, your prayer changes. Here's the problem with the church. Because all the pastors and preachers be lying to y'all. Oh, God says, Jesus says, if you pray for anything in his name, God will give it. And he's talking about praying for the things of heaven in his name. Amen. 
Amen. That's what he's talking about. That's why, that's why a lot of people mad at God right now. I pray for my mansion. Where's my husband? Those are not the things that he's just talking about. He's, those are the things of the world. He said, you pray for my joy. Pray for my peace. Pray for my deliverance. Pray for my salvation. Pray for my grace. And I'll give you the rest. Amen. Amen. Now, what about naming and claiming? That's that, that again, that's that, that's that, <laughs> that pimp in the pool pit. Naming and claim. If you know what? If you name peace, you can claim that. <laughs> I want peace, that passive all understanding. Because you know that's what? The you know what? One day you can have all those material things, but one day you're going to need more than a fancy car and nice jewelry and nice things in the house to get you through something. You're going to need peace one day. Amen. Because you can have three, four cars and still be depressed. You can have all the money in the bank and still want to jump off that building. Peace Jesus. is only God can give. I, I, I went to Walmart yesterday and I asked one of the customer service, do you sell peace here? She, no, sir. <laughs> I got on Amazon and I put peace in search. It didn't pull up. Only from heaven. You can get that. Amen. That was good. Do you hear the doorbell ringing? That's God <laughs> dropping off your delivery of peace and joy. Thank you, some of y'all need some peace right now. There's kids getting on your nerve. Grandkids getting on your nerve. Money is tight. Doctor said you sick. You spots on your heart. There's a bump on your chest. You need peace right now. <laughs> Amen. Amen. All my ladies, Amen. you can have one. In, you can have the best wig in the world, but when you're having a rough day, that good wig don't mean anything, does it? I don't care how good the curls are. <laughs> I need peace. <laughs> Give me peace. Amen. What's the next one, Alana? The next one is um, what is the definition of God's chosen people? What are they? I have here the Jewish people have been chosen by God. I like that. Um, and let me say this too. Yes, last night, me and First Lady had a horrific night, a night full of trauma and drama, and it was horrible, and it was scary. Mm. And you know what? You know what got us through? The peace of God. It was a whole, that, 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 that was a, it, that was horrible. I've never seen that. That was that was very traumatic and very scary. And, 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 and when we were going through it, we weren't thinking about what car we were in. She wasn't thinking about what her makeup looked like or her wig. And we wouldn't think about how much money we had in the bank. Well, what, what got us through was the peace that God, only God can give. Because that was a very Amen. scary night last night. See, so... Think of, make sure you, if you haven't started praying for peace or wisdom or discern, and then he says, pray for wisdom. If you, if you want to be through making dumb decisions, start being in bad relationships, he said, pray for his wisdom, pray for his discernment. He'll tell you what not to do if you pray for that skill. <clears throat> now what's number five? Amen. Okay, so number five, the Jewish, what I went with, what I, and, and what I would say go with is, the chosen people are people to be chosen to be in a covenant with God. Forget the title, Jewish, Hebrew. No, 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 no. Those who are chosen to be, we are chosen to be in a contract, a covenant, a relationship with God. 
That's who a God's chosen people is. Those that he say, look here, I, I have a covenant with you. That's why we call ourselves people of promise because God has a covenant with us. The covenant is he's promised to supply all your need. Jeremiah 29 and 11 says, for I know the plans I have for you. He's talking about his people that he has a covenant with. And the people he has a covenant with is the ones that love him. The ones who ooh, just, just put him first. Those are the people that have a covenant. Those are the chosen people that have a relationship with God. That's what number five is. Number six, ooh, this is scary. Why is God calling to release Satan after 1,000 years? Revelations 20 and seven. Did anybody get Revelations 20 and seven? Anybody have that? Yeah, I have that. Revelations one, two, three. I have it. Four through seven. Go ahead and read that, Sister Pat. Do you have that? You, you have that written oh, down? I didn't write it down. Okay, don't worry about it. Revelations 20 and 7 says, what you got, Maisha? Uh, Satan will be loose out of his prison. And then I put, some will never submit um, because of flesh and the lack of faith. Isha is preaching her booty off. Lord, have mercy. I'm going to have to sit down and let you preach this Bible study. <laughs> Satan, in the end days, which I believe we are in now, if you look at the you look at your TV, you look around what's going on in your family, in your life, and you read Revelation, you will see, man, this looks like a picture book. The same thing that it says that's going to happen in the Bible, I see right in front of me. In the end days, Satan will be arrested. God will arrest Satan. Let's say it that way. Why? Because he provokes mankind to rebel and God will intervene to silence Satan. And so after a thousand years, the devil will be released in, a, in, in anticipation of God's final judgment of him. So the devil's removal will bring relief to the whole earth because even without making anybody sin, his presence arouses turmoil. Now, here's the devil's fruits. Now, this is now, now you got some people in your circle who have these fruits. This is now when God says judge someone, this is what he's saying: judge their fruit. The devil fruit is chaos, sin, misery, and destruction. That's why he has to go. Because whenever this is his kingdom, and that's what he brings. Chaos, sin, misery, and disruption. So now I want you to think about this. Think about this. For a thousand years, the people will not have the devil whispering in their ears, telling them to do it his way. Because mm -hmm. today, you had the devil telling you to do some things his way, didn't you? Hey, say this. Hey, do that. Hey. Flick him off. Hey, tell her to go to hell. Hey. For a thousand years, we won't have that extra voice. You know how they show in certain TV shows, they got one man on one shoulder and one man on the other shoulder and they both talking to you. Well, for a thousand years, that man on the other shoulder won't be there because he's going to be locked up. But then God releases Satan. So why? God releases Satan so that 
those who are inclined to listen to him can be separated from those who listen to God as shaft is separated from the wheat. So God releases the devil again so he can separate the sheep from the goat because there's a lot of people who pretend they love God but they really don't love God they just play church so God says I'm gonna let you back out so I can see who gonna be willing to do what you want to them to do and willing to listen to me so when Satan is released he will not repent and seek God's forgiveness this wicked angel will have no sorrow, no remorse, no regrets after a thousand years in a place where he did not want to be. So let that sink in. There's going to be, you see, there's some people who were created to be born again, and there are some folks who were created to be born for destruction. So what I'm here to tell you tonight is not everybody will change. Not everybody you pray for, not everybody you speak over will give their life over to God. Some people were born just to go to hell. Some people were born for destruction. Jesus. You can't save everybody. It ain't me. They, they weren't, not everybody were meant to be saved. Some people, you know some too. You know some evil for, how come sister so-and-so still like that? Because not everybody was born to be born again. Some people, I hate to hurt your feelings, y'all. Some people were born for destruction. Tell the truth. Not everybody going to tell you they sorry. Not everybody going to have something nice to say to you. Not everybody going to love you. Not everybody going to tell you thank you when you hold the door. Not everybody going to tell you thank you when you let them cut in the line. Not everybody going to wish you happy birthday, even though they got your same last name. Not everybody going to be kind to you like you was kind to them. Not everybody going to pay you back the $20 you loaned them. Not everybody going to be like that because not everybody was born to be born again. Some people would just be born to be born for destruction. Some people were born just to be evil and they're going to do their job. So you make sure you just do yours. Amen. Preach. Hmm. Amen. That's the problem with the church. Church want to be nice to everybody. Hey, no, I'm not going to be nice to everybody. I, I know the devil people when I see the devil people because he showed that God told me what they fruits are. So you got to treat them as such. Mm-hmm. Stop inviting everybody in your house. That spirit ain't supposed to be in there. Stop mm. bringing everybody into your marriage and around your children. It's not supposed to be there. Mm. Okay. A thousand years, the devil was arrested and he still didn't forgive. He said, I'm going to go ahead and go back to do what I was doing. And you're going to have people in your life just like that. They might come out of a, they might come out of jail. They may come out of an abusive relationship. They might just come out the hospital because they overdeed. And then you're trying to figure out why are you back in the crack house? Because not everybody was born to be born again. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's all right. It's all right. So God uh, allow Satan to be released to pr- to prove that Satan will not repent for his wickedness even after a thousand years. The mm. release of Satan will motivate those on earth to reveal their true sinful hearts. Now, why will the people of the world reject God? Even though there was, because remember, for a thousand years, it says when the devil's gone, for a thousand years, the world is full of peace, joy. Ain't no COVID. 
Ain't no war. The world is it's paradise. Heaven on earth for a thousand years because the devil's gone. But then he comes back and you would think that people would say, well, I don't want to. No, 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 devil, I don't want to live. I, I, I like the way it was. But that's not the case because life was wonderful, but they did not like God's moral law because they did not love him. It appears that God will allow this to occur in order to prove how evil men and women really are. And men and women love their sin and they hate God. Some people love just getting high. Some people love stealing from you. Some people love manipulating. Some people love using and abusing. Some people just love being evil and mean. And you got to understand that and embrace that and understand that when you walk in on the devil's kingdom. Mm. Sorry. Yeah, master love whipping our ancestors. He loved that. Not because he didn't know better. That was his spirit. Some people just gonna be like that. They might be your brothers, might be your sister, might be your cousin, might be your supervisor, might be pastor in them, apostle, bishop. Some people just like being in sin. So understand that. Separate yourself. Distance yourself. Continue to pray for them and continue to walk in your walk. So this rebellion after the wonderful kingdom will just be one more justification for God sending everyone who rejects Jesus to the lake of fire. So what God is saying, he says, see, look, I gave y'all another chance and y'all still rejected my son. So now don't nobody got no excuse. I'm throwing all of y'all away. Because he says, some of y'all just like being in sin more than you love me. So you might, might want to check yourself tonight for you wreck yourself. Do I love my flesh, my sin more than I love God? Some of y'all probably still ain't asked for forgiveness for certain things. Oops. Some of y'all haven't called people to say, I'm sorry for certain things. Oops. See, your pride is what makes you love your sin more. That's why he says be humble. Because if you humble, you can ask for forgiveness and walk away from that sin. If you prideful, you go, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do me. Okay. There's consequences for doing you. Amen. Anyways, do we have any questions, concerns, comments? That is your Bible study lesson for tonight. Satan gets released so God can find out who the real people of God. Because not everybody that goes to church is going to heaven. There's going to be some crackheads in heaven and people going to be wondering why. Where's pastor? Pastor wasn't a true. Just because he had the title pastor don't mean he was a true man of God. <laughs> Where's the hold on? Weren't you a drunk? How did you make it to heaven? Because he had the true heart of loving God. That's what I love about God. It's gonna be some people. Hold on, how did that stripper make it? Just because she was sliding down the pole don't mean she didn't love God. How did that prostitute make it? Just because she was going from corner to corner don't mean she didn't love God. Where's Deacon so and so? Just because he was there every Sunday don't mean he loved God. It just means that he likes sitting in that seat. And he loved the title. Ah, I love that. I'm going to read awesome. um, what I have for the second to the last question. Um, we were talking about the chosen people. Go ahead, sis. Mm -hmm. um, I put 
God said we were uh, destined for salvation. We are a holy people. You proclaim the truth, set aside a peculiar person, set aside or set apart, and you were chosen to let your light shine to the world. That Amen. is God's people. Amen. Don't get stuck on the titles. The titles will get us in trouble. Yeah. I'm Jewish. I'm Baptist. I'm Catholic. I'm Hebrew. He's, I don't care about none of that. You my people. That's why Jesus died to knock down all those walls so when we wouldn't be fighting over who's Islamic and who's Christian. Mm-hmm. What was that brother Jack was talking about when he was in Sierra Leone? He had the Islamic, he saw the Islamic brothers and the Christian brothers having meals and been drinking and popping and locking together. How, how God would want it. Perfect, Maisha. That's exactly what God's people are. Brother Darren, you got anything for us today, sir? Amen. Sorry about that, sir. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm just enjoying. It's, it's, it's amazing and a blessing. Thank you again for having me, being led by God. It's amazing uh, when I study these scriptures that uh, pretty much everyone is on point. Uh, you know, that, that, that that's pretty much saying that uh, everyone is on one accord in the same spirit. You know, I just love, you know, the, the scriptures of the breakdown. Everybody it's like a dream. Everybody may get an interpretation different, but they all in line, all the same, being in the spirit of God. So I'm, I'm just enthused. I mean, some things that I write down, it may be different than what Sister Maisha, Alana, Sister uh, Pat, even you, uh, Pastor Jamal, uh, you know, says, but they all in line are the same. And I believe that's what God is, is calling for. And he, he's doing in these days that we're living in, you know wanting the true people of God to come back together on one accord. Cause I've always said how we, if we can't get along down here, how are we going to get along in heaven? Preach. You know, if, if, if we can't Amen. love each other down here, how are we going to do it in heaven? So God is cleaning his people up in the days and time we're living, whether it's sin, whether it's love, whether it's bitterness, angriness. And, and the fact of the matter is we can preach to people all day long, like I used to do, but I had to realize that uh, Pastor Jamal, you hit it right on the spot. Not everybody's going to make it. So I was wasting a lot of energy and I had to just give it to God. I had to give it to God and say, God, okay, if you want them to be saved, they'll be saved, but I can't waste no time because the Bible says, save yourself from this untoward generation. So I just thank God for Royalty Ministries. I thank God, Pastor Jamal, for you listening to the voice of God, allowing me to do what God has called me to do in my ministry because one of my ministries, I kind of sit on the sideline. Thank God for Alana for telling me about Royalty Ministries. Uh, she's been trying to get me to come, you know, and, and God, he's he, he's working things out even in my life. Amen. But I believe that God uh, put you, Pastor Jamal, you're led by the uh, Holy Spirit by uh, allowing me to get to where I need to be in God, even me. You know, I, I, I read the Bible, but man, having these Bibles is one thing. Thanks of God. And I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, make this short. And I know y'all ready to go. But it's one thing to uh, preach. Yeah, and, and I thank God. Oh, yes, right there. I'm I, I, oh, sorry about that. I thank God because it's one thing to 
it, it is really one thing to uh, be up there preaching, okay? Mm -hmm. and, and when you have to look for the things to study, it really puts a, a pressure on you. And it's a good pressure to say, while other people may be shopping, you know, playing, watching TV, you got to get into this word because other people, God's people are dependent on you. So it allows me to respect Pastor Jamal, every preacher out there who is standing on God's word and takes their time out of their busy schedule when they have a wife, kids, to do the research and the study in God's word. So God's people can, amen, live a better life. Because uh, Pastor Jamal, I, I respect him a lot and all the pastors because, hey, they're, they're going to be held accountable. And uh, I could tell Pastor Jamal, he don't just, you know, watch TV 24 hours a day. He's in his word. So I thank God for you, uh, Pastor Jamal and Royalty Ministries, for allowing me to be able to join you guys on this line. And, and uh, be honest with you, I'm not going to lie to you. It's one of my gifts that God has been calling me. I've been slacking, but I know it was Pat, it was God, you know, putting on Pastor Jamal's uh, heart to to allow me to join in with Royalty Ministries, and this is one of my assignments. So I thank thank you, Pastor Jamal. Thank God. Thank everyone on this line. Thank you to my sister, Amen, for inviting me and telling me about this church. She has a lot of great things to say, and it's one thing to tell your brother something. But it's another thing when you get on the line and what your sister is saying, which is all good, is, is showing in the house of the Lord. Amen. So God bless everyone. Amen. 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 Thank you, Brother Derek. Alana got oh, nice stuff welcome. to say about us, y'all. I, I, I don't believe it. I, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. She, she be talking junk. She be there. Don't let that smile and those pretty wigs fool y'all. Um, <laughs> Amen. Alana be talking nonsense. I can... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, ain't, he, ain't he, do you got anything to add to Pat, anybody? Because uh, Brother Darren's on point. Answer, boy, yeah, he, he, and he ain't lying, too. Stop trying to save everybody. Y'all remember in the Bible, you see Jesus, he would heal, and what he would do? Keep moving. He's all right, all right, I'm done, and I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. He never stood in a place for one spot for a reason, because he had more work to do. So we keep moving. The Bible tells us don't waste our pearls on swine. Some people you don't even need to waste your time with. Next, and you move on to the next per person. Amen. Because that's how God does it. That's why we have to be led uh, by his spirit on who to preach to, who to pray for, who to talk to. Amen. We can. We don't have to say, we can say that energy and spirit. Uh, Ain't he, Sister Pat, y'all have anything this evening that y'all want to add? Alana, Brother Addis, uh, 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 Brother Jack is back. From uh, uh, his his trip, Amen. anybody? Amen. I, I just, just enjoyed like say, Bible study. I was gonna say I enjoyed it every time, but I, I would like you. to put this scripture out there. He says, "How can we hear without the preacher, and how can he preach unless he been sent?" Amen. And I say, God, thank you for sending him to a royalty. Well, we formed this this. Mm. A royalty ministry family, royalty ministry. Amen. Family. He's a sent Amen. man. Yes. I always have said this since I met him. God sent him to me. I don't know about y'all, but I know God huh. sent him to me. And I thank God for the wisdom, the knowledge, and the anointing that, that he brings forth. The word. He don't bring forth the dead word. He brings forth the scriptures that are alive. I, turn to, I, I get alive, you know, when I hear, you know. 
there's this anointing this this on this word on his life. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. Yes. Thank you, Brother Darian. Again, we're we gonna let he hey y'all, he putting in some work. He's finding these questions, and we we thank God that God is allowing him to uh use him with that because God is making me study differently. I don't mm. know why. I'm gonna be and I'm being obedient and I'm doing it. So uh I never know, I never know the questions until y'all get the questions. So God has only given me 24, 48 hours to sit down and study. So that's a blessing. I I, I love the challenge. Um Friday. Y'all come on out. What are we doing here? Speed dating at the ministry. Uh, I believe at eight o'clock for those who come in to help come early. Alana, tell your beautiful sister. I want to see her there tomorrow. We pray for Alana's healthiness. Sunday, um, the uh, chaplain of the homelessness is the brother who uh, helps the homeless folks is coming out Sunday. Bring your Food, if you, you can, goods, if you got it, he'll be there Sunday. If you got clothes, they'll t they're taking that too. Some of the homeless folks that they've helped and has been delivered are going to be coming, uh, sharing their story for a few minutes. Um, if you want to see uh, one of the greatest people in the world, Brother Jack Brickhouse is back. If you want to, if you want to see, you want to see him, and you actually want to touch his hand because he's been gone for two, three weeks, and you don't, you think I'm lying? Bring your booty out there on Sunday. He, he's back. We thank God for bringing him back. We'll see those tomorrow who can come. Uh, my ladies, my virtuous women, y'all coming not to uh, uh, um, date, but you coming to let God lead you and let God guide you because you're a virtuous woman and you want that same type of man. Amen. Y'all have a blessed rest of y'all Thursday night. We'll see y'all next week for Bible study. Go give somebody the word. Amen. Amen.